Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Sama from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, a very interesting topic. I'm going to be talking about blogging lessons from the life of Jesus in Mark 1 and 2. Yes, I'm going all biblical on you today. Why? Because there are some things that, are going, that I'm going through right now that have caused me to focus on the life of Jesus. And I found some interesting lessons that every blogger can put into practice to help our blogs have an impact. It's all about creating content to inspire others and even change the world. And I don't know anyone who has changed the world more than that one guy, Jesus. So whether you're a believer or not, this episode will have some value for you. So that's what I'm going to be talking about today. All right, all right. So, you know, before I get into this topic, because I think it's going to be a very interesting topic, I want to let you know that this episode and this podcast is brought to you by my 10 free videos on how to get your blog up and running fast. It's over at freebloggingvideos.com where you can learn how to get into this blogging scene. So if you're new to this and you want to find out some more about it, head on over to freebloggingvideos.com. So let's get into this episode. You know, a few days ago, I was on Facebook, which, you know, I I tend to spend more time than I should. And when I was on Facebook, I saw a a graphic that was posted by Michael Hyatt. If you don't know Michael Hyatt, he is the author of the book Platform, Get Noticed in a Noisy World. He has a, a a very large audience and he does a lot when it comes to blogging, when it comes to podcasting and all that kind of stuff. And he posted this image that had, you know, you put these images that have um, phrases on there. And the phrase was one that I thought was very significant. The phrase was, even if you're not a Christian or don't consider yourself a spiritually inclined person, the Bible is worth reading. Without question, it has had a greater impact on Western civilization than any other published book, any other book published. And you know what? I think this is very true. Now, I'm a Christian, and you might be listening to this, and you may not be a Christian. I, th- I still think there's value in that book. There's a lot to learn, and it has impacted so many lives of so many people that it is worth um, reading. So this episode was actually supposed to be a Q&A episode. I posted part one to all of the questions that were called in two weeks ago, um, but I decided not to go with the Q&A episode. I wanted to change things because um, because of what I'm dealing with right now. And I'm, I'm going to kind of give you the backstory. And I hope it kind of helps you to understand where I'm coming from while I'm doing, why I'm doing this and all of this stuff. So I've been struggling with 
a concept recently, and, and the concept is what is my single motivating purpose now I, there's a podcast that i listen to it's internet uh internet business mastery if you don't listen to it i recommend for you to check it out it's really good um it's by uh J- jeremy and jason um over at internetbusinessmastery.com. and in episode 185 of their podcast they're ta- they talk they spoke about the importance of a purpose-driven business and this was something that i was thinking about before listening to the podcast but when i listened to it it really drove home to me that i needed to figure out what my single motivating purpose was and i've been kind of on this journey and this trek to try to figure that out now that's what i've been doing over the last few weeks but the result is not what i expected it would be and I want to talk a little bit about that. I'm actually right now in the country of Colombia, and I came down here on Monday because my mom is coming down to get medical treatment, and I wanted to be here with her to help her out, to support her, and all that kind of stuff. Now, she was supposed to come down on on Sunday. Oh, man, my mom is calling me. I'm going to pause this, and I'm going to continue recording later. Okay, so I'm back now. Sorry about that. My mom was just calling me from the airport in St. Martin. Anyhow, so I am in Colombia right now. Um, My mom was supposed to come on Monday, as I was saying before, but uh, so I booked my ticket to come down on Monday. And then last week or so, they changed her ticket so she couldn't make it. Um, She's coming today. And when I heard that, I tried to change my ticket. I tried to change my ticket, but it costs $1,100 uh, to change that ticket. So at, when I heard that, I was kind of upset. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to go down to Columbia. I'm going to be there before my mother. And it doesn't even make sense. I'm leaving my job early. And I did so much work just so that I could leave my job. And I started moaning and groaning and all that kind of crap. Um, but at a certain point, it was as if, something told me i i it, it was as if god was trying to tell me hey calm down i need you alone for a little while i need you to get away from all the hustle and the bustle of everything that you're doing and just be alone and just chill with me try to figure out some things try to refocus and all that kind of stuff and at that point i thought to myself you know what Maybe this is a good thing. Maybe I need to, 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 to just step back from everything that's going on because you probably know there's a lot going on in my life right now. Nothing that I can really complain about, um, but I'm, I just keep very busy. So I, now I, I, I had three days to myself. Um, I'm in Colombia right now. You're actually in bed with me right now. I'm sitting down on my bed in the hotel room and over the last few days i've been trying to figure out what my single motivating purpose is and it's been a very interesting um, process Um, and in the process i i started to get impressed um, about one thing that my single motivating purpose um, needed to be but i kind of struggled with the concept I'll tell you what it was or what it is. The single motivating purpose that kept coming to my mind was to know Christ. 
But then when I thought about that, I kind of struggled with the concept because that doesn't tell me what to do. It doesn't allow me to do anything in, in, in particular. Um, it, how does that inform everything that I'm doing right now? How does blogging do that? How does blogging help me to get to know Christ? How does biology do that? And my biology blog and all the time that I'm spending there, it just didn't seem to make sense. I couldn't make sense of it personally because it didn't fit into what I understood this single motivating purpose to be. So, you know, if my focus, if my single motivating purpose was to, you know, be the best biology teacher in the world or something of that, of that sort, that tells me exactly what I need to do. That tells me that I need to study. I need to focus on biology. I need to, you know, attend conferences about biology. But if my focus is to know Christ, that does not tell me what I need to do. So, you know, I, like I said, you, you can tell I struggled with this concept. Um, but then ultimately it kept coming back to me, kept coming back to me. This is what your focus needs to be. So I decided to just change this concept of the single motivating purpose. And instead of trying to find that, to, 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 to change it to what is my main focus. And my main focus is to get to know Christ. And you know what? I believe personally, and I, I don't want to get too religious on this podcast or anything of that sort. And I want, I'm going to get to the lessons in about a minute. But, you know, I believe personally that if I were to focus on getting to know Christ, it's going to inform every other aspect in my life. So what I've decided to do is make that my main focus, make that my main thing that I am trying to accomplish, and then everything else, just continue living life, continue blogging, continue you know, working and teaching and all the different things that I'm doing, and just trust that all of that is going to be taken care of. So that's where I am right now with what I'm doing, with my single motivating purpose and all that jazz. So I want to get into the, 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 the five lessons that I have learned since I'm focusing on the life of Christ and I'm, I'm, I'm starting in the book of Mark for, for you know, a reason. I'm not going to go into the reason now. But I've just read the first three chapters and what stood out to me was a lot of blogging lessons. Mm. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because I'm biased or whatever the case, but I want to share these five blogging lessons that I've learned from the life of Christ in these first three chapters. Lesson number one, you need to simplify your core message. You need to be able to say what you stand for, what your blog stands for, in one sentence, really succinct, I mean, really concise, and you need people to be able to know what that message is. I got this from Mark 1 15 because, you know, of all the things that Jesus could have, you know, gone around and said and taught, you know, he could have teach you what to wear, what to do, how to dress and, and, and how to do your hair and, <laughs> and how to live a good life and all these different types of things, the rules and the regulations, what you should do, what you should not do. But his message was summarized in one sentence. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. That is what he went around teaching people. That is what his core message was. And whether, you know, he said it exactly that way or Mark just wrote it down that way, it was succinct, it was clear, it was simple, 
It was one short sentence and that message permeated everything that he was doing. So this is something that I've been working on a lot. This is something that I've, I've been refining. Um, for example, for Become a Blogger, my core message is changing the world one blog at a time. My core message is nothing about, it's not about money. It's not about fame. It's not about notoriety and all those types of things. It's about how we as bloggers can actually change the world with what we're doing on, on our blogs, with our blogs. Now, here's the problem. Everything I am doing does not reflect that. Yes, I talk about that in my podcast, but my course, my course is, I think my course is a great course. But when I think about it from the perspective of changing the world one blog at a time, I don't see how that is emphasized in my my Become a Blogger premium course. It teaches you, I mean, you can get that out of it. You can get how to get your blog up and running, create great content, get traffic, turn it into a business that's making money and all that kind of stuff. But the focus is not how we as bloggers can change the world. And that's something that I'm going to be working on. On, on fixing, on refining, so that it does emphasize my core message of changing the world one blog at a time. With my biology blog, my core message is to make biology fun. Take complex things, uh, complex topics in biology, and really simplify it in a way that people can really enjoy this biology thing. Um, and that's something that I try to do with everything that I'm doing on my biology blog. So lesson number one, simplify your core message. If it's not simple enough for someone to say, this is what this blog is about, this is what you stand for, then work on that. Simplify, simplify, simplify. Lesson number two, and this one is another interesting one to me. Even in his life, he understood who his target audience was and then tailored his message to that audience. I'll give you a very specific example. In Mark 1, um, verse 17, he went up to Simon and, uh, Simon and Andrew, and he wanted them to be his disciples. Now, they were fishermen, and they were out there catching fish. And because he wanted to appeal to them or to speak directly to them, this is what he told them, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. He didn't tell them, you know, follow me and I'm going to teach you how to, you know, start an online business or, <laughs> or anything of that sort. That was not what they were um, about. He knew they were fishermen. So he spoke to them in fishermen terms. I will make you to become fishers of men. That is something that they can understand. Do you know who your target audience is? This is something that I've spoken about extensively. If you go back to uh, episode 107, just go to becomeablogger.com slash episode 107. I talk about how I went about narrowing down my customer avatar. Who exactly am I trying to target? And I, and I, I read the story, the customer avatar story that I came up with. And I, and, and I talked to you about the importance of it, and you can check that out. But now that I know that, it makes it much easier for me to speak to them, to speak to their experiences, to, to speak to their concerns, the things that they're struggling with, the fears that they have. You know, it doesn't make sense if I'm targeting biology students who are struggling with biology to talk to them about how they can start an online business. That's not what they 
care about i mean they they may care about it but that's not my target audience and what they are struggling with at this moment so i can talk to them about passing biology classes about studying how do you go about studying correctly um how do you go about getting tutoring and the importance of tutoring all these types of things i can focus on because i know that they are my targeting um, they're my target audience if you're targeting for example with become a blogger people who want to change the world you want to talk as if you're someone who is trying to change the world and 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 deal with their passions deal with their fears their concerns their struggles and all those kind of things and 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 tailor your message to that specific target audience so that's lesson number two lesson number one simplify your core message number two understand who your target audience is and tailor your message to that audience number three do not and i repeat do not be apologetic about your message write with confidence in what you are saying or make videos with confidence in what you're saying or record podcasts with confidence in what you are saying in Mark 1.22, um, it says, And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as, as the scribes. So he was teaching with authority. Now, this is something that a lot of people struggle with, especially if you're just getting started. Um, you don't feel like you're an authority. You don't feel like you're an ex expert. But here's the thing. You are an authority when it comes to you when it comes to your experiences. So take a stand and believe in what you're saying. What if you're wrong? Well, if you're wrong, be wrong confidently. <laughs> and you know what? If you find out that you are wrong, be real, be honest, be straightforward about it. We, we, we're all wrong at some point in time. Usually, usually we're wrong more than we're right. I don't know. Um, but if you don't feel like an authority on a topic, simple, study that topic. Explain it from where you are, the position that you are. If you're not a pro, be honest. So you're not a professional, but you're going to show what you've done and you think that your audience can learn from it. You know that your audience can learn from it. I don't know everything about blogging. I don't know everything about biology, but I put my content out there and I put it out there and it's up there in front of the world and sometimes I make mistakes and that is okay. I move forward one step at a time. Sorry if I don't know it, how this sounds to you in terms of the microphone. I'm actually holding a mic in my hand. I don't have a stand. I'm on the bed. And um, I don't know if you can hear the background, no, background noise. This is not my studio. So um, anyhow, doesn't matter. Um, so don't be apologetic. Take a stand. Put your stuff out there. If you're wrong, admit you're wrong. But be authentic. Be confident in what you are trying to do in what you're saying so that's lesson number three don't be apologetic write with confidence in what you're seeing number four and this is one this is the one that i struggle with i don't know about you but put first things first put the most important things first get those out of the way and then move on to everything else um, and this comes from um, Mark 1.35. And it says, In the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place. And there he prayed. This is what he did 
first thing in the morning, before everyone got up, before the sun even got up, <laughs> he went and he focused on what was important for him. And for him, that was praying first thing in the morning. This is a huge struggle for me. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm going to tell you what some of my days look like. I wake up because my I have my phone right next to my bed and my phone actually right on my bed. My phone is my alarm. It wakes me up at six o'clock and sometimes earlier, depending on the day and what I'm doing. Um, and when I wake up, I take up my phone, I turn off my alarm and I immediately check my email while laying down in bed. Then I jump to Facebook and I see if any interesting things happen while I was on Facebook. Then I get sidetracked and then I get nothing done. This is some of my days when I wake up in the morning. And that's just me being real. Maybe you are the most efficient and effective person in the morning. I am not always that way. But then there are some other days where I do focus on the important things first. And actually, over the last few days since I've been in Colombia, I've been really trying to focus on that. And this is what my days have been looking like now. I wake up. Of course, my phone is the one that's alarming me. I, I have my devotions over the last few days. That's what I've been doing. Then I go for a jog. I go for a run to get some exercise in. I come back to the hotel and I eat my breakfast. And then I get to work. And I get some of the important things that I need to get done out of the way. When I do that, I am much more productive than the wake up, check email, check Facebook, browse around on the internet and all that kind of crap. You know, focus on the most important things first uh, and, and, and then you'll see you'll be much more productive with your blog. What is the most important? You know, for me, it's content. Content is king. That is why people come to my blog. This is why um, I'm able to grow my audience and all that kind of stuff because I focus on creating high quality content. Once you focus on that first, then you can go out there on social media and, and proudly promote that awesome work that you just did. But if you don't have that awesome stuff done first, what are you promoting? Are you just promoting you know, the fact that you're on Facebook and, you know, that you want to focus on the most important things first. That is lesson number four. So that means we have one more lesson. Lesson number five. Ah, this one is the hardest to accept in some cases. But if you do things right, some people, and in many cases, many people will dislike and even hate you. That is okay. And I'm getting this from Mark 2 and 3. You know, when I was reading that part in the Bible, to me, it was almost comical because Jesus came to save the church. Um, and what did they do? You know, they complained about it. You know, they complained about, you know, why, why in the world are you telling people that their sins are forgiven? Why in the world are you eating with sinners? Why in the world are your di disciples not fasting? This is what you're supposed to do. Why in the world are your disciples picking grain on the Sabbath? That is against the law. Why in the world are you healing people on the Sabbath? Now, this dude, yeah, this, this guy came doing all these great things, and all the people in the church did was complained. 
and not all the people, but I'm talking about this specific group of people. And as you read those two chapters, it's just so obvious that no matter what he did, people complain. And to the point that in chapter 3, verse 6, the Pharisees were plotting about how they can destroy Jesus. <laughs> you know, if you put your blog post out there and people want to destroy you, that's some jacked up stuff right there. <laughs> Um, so yeah, if you're doing things right, some people will dislike and some people will even hate you. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, you know, this is something I spoke about in a recent podcast episode, episode 102. So you can go to becomeablogger.com slash episode 102, where I talk about how to handle trolls, personal attacks, and negative comments on your blog. The thing is, as I mentioned before, if you do things right, people will dislike you. People will hate you, hate what you're doing. Maybe they, I mean, hopefully they don't go to the point of wanting to destroy you. Um, but if you do get some of that negativity, if you do get some of that hostility, it's all good. Dust yourself off and move on. It's something that you just have to accept. But as long as you're doing what you believe, you're standing up for what you believe, you're creating that good content, you're helping people, that is what matters. So forget anyone that might be against you. They were against Jesus. And if they were against Jesus, hey, shoot, who am I? Be against me. I don't care. Um, so I just want to recap on those five valuable lessons that I learned um, just from looking at these few chapters in the Bible since that has been my focus. Number one, simplify your core message. Simplify your core message. Know exactly what you stand for. Number two, understand exactly who your target audience is and then tailor your message to that audience. And and just to kind of um, reinforce this topic, if you look at your target audience and you look at the content that you have and your core message and it doesn't align, which is partly what I'm starting to realize right now, revisit that content, redo some of those lessons, redo whatever it takes to make sure everything aligns with your core message and your target audience. Number three, do not, and I repeat, do not be apologetic with what you believe. Write with confidence in what you're saying. Make videos in confidence in what you're saying. Um, record your podcast episodes with confidence in what you're saying. For example, this episode, I'm giving lessons from the life of Jesus, and there are people that are listening to this right now that probably don't believe in Jesus, and that's okay. I am still confident in what I am trying to portray in this podcast episode. So make sure you're, you're not apologetic, right with confidence in what you're saying. Number four, put first things first. The important things, get those out of the way and do them first. And number five, last but not least, if you do things right, some people will dislike you and maybe even hate you, hopefully not plotting to destroy you. <laughs> but you know what? It's all good. It is okay. So that's pretty much it for this episode. So let me start the music. Um, by the way, I'm actually adding the music in after the fact. I have to edit my podcast and I never do that. Uh, but I don't have my studio here and my mixer and all that jazz. Um, but 
that's pretty much the end of this episode as usual this episode was brought to you by my 10 free videos on how to become a blogger at freebloggingvideos.com where you get to avoid the hassle and stress of not knowing you know how to get your blog up and running how to install wordpress how to start adding content and all that jazz i've personally seen that one of the biggest things holding people back from starting their own blogs they just don't know how they're not sure about the technical details and all that jazz and that's where the 10 free videos come in. I will show you step-by-step step how to get up and running over at freebloggingvideos.com. So check them out today. That's pretty much it for this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, if you found value in it, share it with someone. And if you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to leave a rating in iTunes. I don't ask you to do that a lot. But if you can, I would really appreciate it. That will help to, to get the word out there about the podcast and help even more people. Um, so this is Leslie Sama from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless. <laughs>